you know, our job as parents is to love our children, feed our children, clothe our children, put a roof over their heads and teach them how to be responsible adults. The rest is all privilege. And not being afraid as parents to see these things, including what we've mentioned today, but a lot of parents don't even see screens as privilege or they don't think that video games is something they could take away. You can. Those are all privileges. And the same is true. We aren't doing a lot of this right now, obviously, but the same is true for activities. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of parents and my coaching clients even very reluctant to say, we're going to have to leave the piano lesson if you're not listening, or we're going to take you out of the gym class today. And that's a privilege getting to go to that activity. Even if you want your child to be active or to learn to play an instrument, that's still a privilege. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Today's episode of Raising Adults is brought to you by Hoffman Tutoring Group, where you can connect your child with tutors who are experienced teachers with degrees and certifications. This can really help if your child is struggling academically or even simply lacking confidence. And now is a great time to seek help for these kinds of issues. The Hoffman Tutoring Group offers private tutoring for kids in K through 8th grade in all subjects. And what's great about them is they actually have a matching process that pairs your child with the tutor that can best meet their academic needs. And once they find that perfect tutor for them, they also get personalized lesson plans so that your child is filling in those academic gaps exactly the way they need to so that they can reach their goals. Hoffman Tutoring Group is not one size fits all, and they are proud of it. If you'd like more information, visit Hoffman Tutoring Group group.com/contact. You can schedule a free consult call to see how the tutors at Hoffman Tutoring Group can help your child. And if you're interested in free advice and hacks for helping your child thrive at school, you can also find Hoffman Tutoring Group on Facebook and Instagram. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Adults. We're going to jump right in in a moment, and today we have Julie with us who's going to do a live on-air coaching call, so you'll get to hear what that sounds like if you haven't before. She's also one of our amazing VIP members, and so she's part of the FFP family, and we're glad to have her with us. But before we do, since I'm not right next to her, I have to at least say hi to my co-host. So Kira, how are you in the laundry room today? I have not had enough coffee today, Dina. Okay. All right. (laughs) And I think it might show. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see what happens. I've never recorded on this little coffee. Uh So it's gonna be a it's gonna be fun. You know, we may we may (laughs) experience technical difficulties. Actually decaffeinated difficulties. That's That's what we'll call it. it. Uh Uh-oh. Less caffeine could result in problems. You know, as long as you don't like fall over and take a nap on the microphone, we're probably okay. Okay. That yeah. makes me try to better. stay with us. Yeah. If only I had my coffee as my why mug filled with coffee, <laughs> I'd be okay. Oh, coffee is my why. You yeah. guys are the best. I, I can't relate to this because I'm not a coffee drinker. So I love hearing these stories. In fact, just today, listeners, Kira told me, wow, you're perky in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and know, it's so funny to me. <laughs> You know, of all the things that you and I see the world differently about, I feel like maybe the coffee thing is the most concerning. Like, <laughs> this might be an issue. Like, it, I, you know, it's like I can handle a lot when it comes to seeing things differently, but coffee, mm, that's a big one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I get it. I mean, people feel really strongly about their coffee habits and I, I understand it even though I don't participate in it. So I'm glad you're with us and I hope that you'll be able to complete your caffeinization as soon as possible. Caffeinization? Did I just make word? up a word? I might have I, I might have made the, it up. You're the word nerd. Is that a real word? Nope. Don't think so. <laughs> it is now. We're going with it. We need a new mug. And you haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> and that is an issue. And I have yet to eat today. So I think that is the problem for me. I'm just like, oh, hypoglycemic Dina doesn't know how to make words. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, guys. It's going to be a winner. Thank goodness Julie is here because she's going to sound coherent and that's yeah. going to be great. So Julie, will you say hi to everybody? Hi, I think I've eaten and had enough caffeine for the two of you. Oh, perfect. <laughs> We're so glad. We're going to be leaning heavily on you today. So Julie, would you just introduce yourself, share whatever you'd like, whatever you're comfortable with our audience, just about who you are and kind of how you've come to know and work with us. And then we'll dive into your question. Great. I started as a listener from episode one. Well, I didn't start episode one, but I went back and I listened to all of them. And I get so much out of listening every single week, even if some of the things I don't think may pertain to my situation, I usually go get something out of it. And so when the VIP option was presented, I joined up immediately knowing that I would probably get even more from you guys if I was a VIP. So I did that and I've been super happy with it since I joined. I am a stay-at-home mom and I have a six and three-year-old little boy. So I'm definitely in the toddler little kid stage and there's a lot every week that I, I get out of listening. On the Raising responsible adults podcast, you guys touched on privilege kind of going hand in hand with adding additional responsibilities to our children's plates. And for our house, we are mainly screen free. We also have some food allergies and we require all of us a lot of sleep. So for us, it just felt like we need some additional options for privilege for my children. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're getting a chance to talk about this with you, Julie, because, you know, this came up in one of the member calls and I think is just such a such a good testament to why membership's so great and not to plug it, but like the, the feeling of I listen to this and I have some questions about it or I have something that's more personal to me and I want to get that extra support. And so we were able to talk about this in the member call. And so today we get a chance to kind of flesh it out even more, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I like it too, because I think her question is, kind of universal. I mean, everybody has to find the privileges that work for their family, right? And on that episode, she's right. We mostly talked about screen time privileges or extending bedtime or things like that. And that might not work for everybody. So it is kind of a good example of the way you can get a little more customization when you're on the VIP call. And we just thought, oh, this question was so good. Everybody should hear about these these other ideas because they might be helpful to a lot more families than than just Julie's, right? Other people might be in that situation with food allergies or needing lots of sleep. I need lots of sleep. Yeah. I need I more it. sleep than I get. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. So I think we should definitely talk about like some outside of the box thinking when it comes to privileges. But I also think we need to talk about the flip side of that, right? Like around consequences, because part of being able to give out a privilege is then as the parent having the ability to be like, ah, you know, if if you're not participating in our house, we're going to want to pull that privilege away. So I think it's good to review that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can kind of retouch on that because that kind of goes with our episode where we talked about the three different kinds of consequences. And generally, privileges are going to fall under the third category, which are currency consequences, where you find 
something that may be as special or important to your child and you realize that that can be reduced or even eliminated for a time if you need to. So that's a really good point. So, but let's start with the question itself, which is, you know, outside of these things like bedtime or food privileges, snacks and things which might not be accessible to families with food allergies or screen time, what are some other ideas? What are other things parents might be able to reach for as a tool to have other privileges to offer their children when they want to reward responsibility or when they maybe see great decision-making or even just for positive reinforcement of behavior that they're working on in their house? Yeah. I mean, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is the idea of independence because especially small kids, oh, I mean all kids, right? They're they're always seeking that next level of independence, that next level of freedom, really. And so looking at are there actually things that they can do that will experience, give them the experience of independence as a privilege. So for example, with a six-year-old, depending on where you live and where your mailbox is, it might be that, you know, your son is now seen to be responsible enough to go and get the mail all by himself. And that feeling of, wow, I'm independent, I'm free, I get to walk to the mailbox and come back by myself and and I'm taking on this new responsibility. Like I think that idea that actually sometimes a responsibility <laughs> can be a privilege for the little ones. <laughs> um, so kind of looking for where are the places that I can actually honor how responsible I'm seeing him be by giving him this independence that helps him feel even more on top of his responsibility and even more proud to have been responsible that has absolutely nothing to do with food, bedtime, (laughs) or TV. Yes, yes. And I think that's such a good point, that concept of we sometimes don't think about it this way, but a responsibility can be a privilege because it makes them feel grown up and independent, all those things you just described. And there's this element of freedom. I don't have to go get mom first before walk to the mailbox. I think even things like household tasks sometimes we forget can feel like a privilege. If you've seen your child be careful consistently with maybe they've graduated from that plastic cup to the glass one and you've seen them be really careful. Now you can say something like, you know what? I want to let you pour your own juice in the morning. To a child, that can feel like a huge privilege. And we don't always think of it that way, but that extra level of responsibility, being able to do some things independently and for themselves, they feel is such a treat. No, those are those are great because you're making me realize like him taking the garbage out, which to me isn't exciting. He loves ah because he gets to put his shoes on and walk outside and take it down to the street, and even like he gets his own drink out of the fridge, which I don't consider a privilege, but you can tell he loves it because he's old yes. enough to do it, and his little brother can't reach yet. So right. you're you're reminding me that I don't maybe have to overthink it all. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the the amount that we forget makes children happy. I mean, children really on so many levels, like even beyond privileges. You know, back in the day when we didn't have a thousand toys to play with, like, you know, little things made children happy and and not to be afraid to lean in into that. And to also remember that I think when we're tying this responsibility and privilege together because we're trying to raise adults, giving them these things that help them feel more adult really is in perfect alignment with that, Mm -hmm. right? Because you are encouraging them toward adulthood. And so those little steps, they feel it, you feel it, 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 it is right alongside the value of raising an adult. Does that make sense? Well, and what I like about it too is to me, I see it as a win win for the parent as well. Because if you are working toward raising those adults, as they gain 
these responsibilities, that's them taking things off of you as well, which is a win. I mean, we talk about this all the time, how that slow delegation actually helps both sides. You're helping them have more autonomy and take more ownership over the way that they navigate their life. But it also means it's coming off of our plate, which is the goal. That transfer of responsibility is the ultimate goal. And so it means then you're not the one taking out the garbage, Julie, and that's a win, right? Definitely. I mean, I think I said this possibly on that episode. Um, I know I said it in our VIP call, but I will never forget when my children asked for their birthday privilege to be being in charge of their own snacks. I mean, it just never crossed my mind that that felt freeing to them. And guess what? I don't have to make the snacks anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just this perfect, wonderful win-win. And we actually have a snack basket. So I would say that's another thing for you because the kids have food allergies. If like I have a basket filled with appropriate snacks and they know the system for snacks. You know, they know how many a day they're allowed and they just go and help themselves. And I don't even have to think about it. So if you can have some, you know, healthy snacks that are comfortable for their allergies, that they can then be in charge of, guess what? You know, I feel like you're old enough that you know how many snacks a day you're allowed. And when you're hungry, you just go pick a snack and that freedom, right? And then it's just like Dina said, is one less thing for you to have to do and they're thrilled. So anytime we can have that win-win of I do less, they do more, and they feel like it's a privilege, we're going to take that. (laughs) Absolutely. So we should take a a brief break and then pop back in with more ideas for Julie and also coming back to that tie-in of how do we use privileges when we maybe need to redirect a behavior that we're not loving. Take Notice Amplifying Black Stories is a brand new podcast with a mission to take notice, to listen, to hold space by amplifying black stories, experiences, and voices. Conversations on family life, finding joy, and interests of folks in our country who encounter racism on a daily basis. I've never made a cup of coffee or a shot of espresso in my life before now. That didn't matter. What mattered was just bringing community together. GIs would come back and they got GI loans and the GI bill they could go to college, they could get educations, things that were specifically in a lot of cases denied to black veterans who came back. A portion of these discussions will be dedicated to holding space for guests who are comfortable sharing their personal experiences with racism. We invite you to follow and subscribe. You can find us online at takenoticepodcast.org or on your favorite podcast app by searching Take Notice colon Amplifying Black Stories. Stories help us all learn and connect. We are here to listen to Take Notice. Well, I really like this idea of thinking outside the box and thinking about how even a responsibility can be a privilege. So there's just a couple other things that also might be a little outside of the box that I wanted to mention. The first is choices. Sometimes giving a child more choice feels like a privilege. So you could even say something like, wow, I've really seen you being responsible with doing your chores lately. From now on, you can choose fill in the blank. So it might be that they get to choose one night a week what you have for dinner, or it might be that they get to pick out their own plate and cup at mealtimes. Sometimes that is a big deal to kids, just choosing instead of just you get whatever I set the table with. So finding little things that they could have choice in that wouldn't be a problem for you, because as Kira and I always recommend, we don't recommend offering a consequence or a privilege that ends up making the parent suffer. You want to make sure it actually is okay with you. But you can think about loads of things to have choice around. Like order of events is another big one where it might not seem like a big deal to us, but being able to say to them, 
would you like to do this first or this first? And having that option. We love that. So thinking about choice as a privilege can be really, really helpful. Would you like to brush your teeth first and then we'll read stories? Or do you want to read stories and then go brush your teeth? I mean, that seems really small, but it's a big deal. And if you see a positive behavior, offering a choice as a as a real reinforcement of that can be great. You know what? It looks to me like you're ready to choose what order to do your bedtime routine in. They might think that's the coolest thing ever. So Another one that might not be so obvious, but can be really helpful. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Those are great. And if he picks dinner, that's one less thing I have to do. Right. And you don't have to think about what to make for dinner. You don't have to think about what to make because that is a chore. Yes. Yeah. And to have everyone be happy one night is mom's best night of the week. That's right. Exactly. Oh, Julie, you've totally hit the nail on the head. I mean, literally, we just had this experience last night, right, Kira? Mm Mm-hmm. Kira and her family, uh, me and my family, we hopped on Zoom to have a celebration because we've had 100 episodes recently and 100,000 downloads. And we had our first month with 10,000 downloads. And we set aside money to get takeout and do this fun thing. And it was funny that both of us picked this. But she asked when she hopped on Zoom, Kira was like, what are you guys eating? And I said, well, my family felt like I should get to choose the food because it was the celebration for the podcast. And I said, what I choose is no drama. So everyone get the takeout that they want. <laughs> I love and that. Kira's family had done something similar. Like the kids had pizza and they had sushi. So I completely agree with you. Amazing how giving them some choice also brings happiness to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the second thing that is a little outside the box, but can be a really helpful idea is one-on-one time with a parent. And I want to be really upfront and clear about this. I think we should be doing this anyway. Our kids should get special time just with us. But I think a privilege could be something like a little extra of that or extending it or doing it at a time that would be noticeable. So let me just give a couple examples. Say you already have a standing weekly little date with each of your kids, but you see behavior you really like, or you've seen demonstrated long-term responsibility around something, chores, manners, whatever it is, to be able to say, I'd like to offer you an extra little dessert date with mommy, or you know what? Daddy needs to run this errand and I want just you to go with him. You, you have shown me that you are ready for that and you can be a helpful companion to him and help him with what he's got going on. They feel like, whoa, I'm so big and responsible and That's awesome because to me, I feel like sometimes running errands is a drudgery. Kids don't always see it that way. Again, it's that thinking outside the box, but also this one-on-one time with the parent, like I'm getting special time with just my mom or just my dad or maybe both parents. That is amazing. So that would be one way you could use that. Another would be extending one-on-one time. Maybe you already take time. For example, every family does this different, but maybe you go in to each child's room at bedtime. They get a little bit of time with you and then you swap and you go to the other child, read them a story. You could say, you know, tonight you're going to get 10 extra minutes of that. You can pick an extra book. We'll sing an extra song. But it's amazing how how much children really do value that special time where they know they have our full attention. And I think we don't always again, see that as a privilege, but it really can be. And again, starting with that foundation of we should be doing that anyway, but giving a little extra, or if it's a time where you already have a lunch date, say, maybe you say, you know what, this week, we're going to extend it and also go out for ice cream after, because I was just so proud of the way you handled that decision-making this week, whatever it might be. So I think one-on-one time with a parent can be another fun treat. You're spot on. Um, Without knowing my children, they both really respond to that. And I think right now, because we're 
all home all the time and there's not a lot of break from sibling time, mm-hmm. that they really do respond well to that. So when given the opportunity, you know, my, my older son and I were doing a 200 piece puzzle that's just for him and I. So maybe, you know, a few extra minutes doing that or the bedtime for sure. At the end of the day, I definitely cut it a little shorter than they probably would want just because I'm done. But if I extend that five minutes, it would go a really long way. So those are, those are great for me to think of because a, a lot of these things, I just weren't thinking of them as privileges. And I think you're right. The way you guys are wording them and extending them and adding a little something onto them, it really will make them privileges. Absolutely. Well, it's hard because we have grown-up brains mm-hmm. and they have kid brains. And what's really sad is that grown-ups get to this point. Like, I wish I still thought doing my laundry was a privilege. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, we lose that delight in the world in the same way that we had it when we were kids. And I think as adults, sometimes we forget to tap into that. And so just having that reframe can be really helpful. I'm curious. I have a question for you. And then I have possibly another suggestion, depending on kind of your answer. But I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you guys sometimes do things that are special as a family, not like necessarily on a regular ongoing basis. And I know we're in sort of a weird circumstance right now. But, you know, in general, thinking about that as well, like, you know, I've mentioned on the show my ticketing process with my kids. And for your older son, you know, he's old enough to have things stretch a little bit over time where, you know, my kids, if I see them do something amazing, they get a ticket. When they save up 20 tickets, we go do something special as a family. So I'm curious what kind of special things you do as a family that you might be able to start couching under the guise of something that they earn or because they've shown responsibility, they've worked their way up to this special thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. We do a similar pom-pom system where when they exhibit a great behavior or characteristic or something that we're working on, I'll reward them randomly with that pom-pom. And so we actually were talking a few hours ago, the next level is a new toy. And I had said to them both, would you guys prefer to trade that new toy in for a new adventure or something that you would, you guys come up with on your own? Because I set these ideas, but if you prefer something, you can come to me and and we can change it. So I think that, again, just extending that to him, them, and letting them choose as brothers what they want to do as a family is a, is a privilege because it's not just me saying this is what you're going to get. It's me saying that when you do something good, not only are you going to be rewarded, but you're going to get to choose what that reward is. And then you go back to the double, then it's a double whammy because it's Kira's suggestion of that really special fun family time, but it's also the privilege of choice. So you kind of get a twofer there, which is great. And I love that you phrased it as an adventure, by the way. Can Mm -hmm. I just say that? My heart is melted. I love that so much. Well, anything is an adventure in COVID times. (laughs) That's fair. Put your mask on. It's an adventure. (laughs) You know what else is great about what you've just said is that um, not only do you have that double whammy that Dina mentioned, but you're also setting that tone of your opinion matters to me, right? So I've set this up, but actually your opinion about what you'd prefer, I want to hear that. I, you know, And we talk about that on the show all the time, how important it is for our kids to know that, yes, we make the final decision, but that we always want to hear what they think and feel. We always want to hear their opinions. And so that allows that moment for you as well as their parent. So I just love that. 
Oh, good, I'm glad. Really well, and the final one when the, the jar is completely full is a yes day, mm. which we've never Love done. The yes day. I've never done it, but I think it's hilarious because the only thing they they can think of is ice cream for breakfast, and I'm like, sure, oh. I guess. Yes. <laughs> I think we would. They would be like so excited that the yes day might end at breakfast. Um, but <laughs> that's, I, I said it, so that's probably that's probably going to be like an annual event. Yeah. Super rare, which is totally fine. So Kira, you mentioned this at the top, and I think it is important when we're thinking about privileges. It's also a great time to kind of have that reminder of how those can tie in to becoming that currency if if you ever have to do redirection. So are you willing to just kind of share a recap of that? Because we've touched on it in a few episodes, but it's yeah, been a while. Absolutely. So, you know, as we've said before, there are three types of consequences that Dina and I prefer parents to employ. And the first one is what we like to call a life consequence. So that's when life does it for us. Those are our favorites because yes. then we're, we're not the bad guy. Life is the bad guy. I um, love when I'm not the bad guy. I love it too. So a great example is you ask your child to bring a coat. They forget their coat and they are cold. Life has given them the consequence and you go, oh, I'm so sorry you're cold. Maybe next time we'll remember our coat. The end. Um, and they can be mad at life instead of being mad at us. A natural consequence would be the second choice and or a logical consequence. And that is really when we have to dole out the consequence because life isn't going to, but we want to make it match what happened. So a lot of times we see parents, you know, they're like, oh, you broke your bike. That's it. No TV for a week. And you kind of go, where's the correlation there when we maybe could find a more logical consequence, which would be you broke your bike. I'm going to need you to either help me repair it or help me pay for the repairs. And so it's tied to the thing itself. But when life isn't going to dole it out and there isn't necessarily a natural logical consequence, we move into what Dina was referring to, which is the currency consequence. And this is really looking at your child's privileges, looking at what's their currency, what matters to them. And Dina, I know you hear this all the time. I hear it all the time. My child doesn't have a currency. Nothing matters to them. I promise you. I promise you your child has a currency. <laughs> yes, something just, matters to them. Yeah, you just have to find it. And so really these privileges that we're talking about often become the thing that we go, you know, like I am just not comfortable giving you this privilege of going to the mailbox by yourself when twice now you have not come straight back and I couldn't find you and I was worried and you didn't make a safe choice. So I'm going to have to take that privilege away, right? Or if you really can't make anything fit together, then my favorite example for where life doesn't do it and logic doesn't do it is when a child hits another child because it's like, okay, well, life's not going to, you know, unless the other kid hits him back, <laughs> there's no life consequence and you're not going to tell them, okay, you hit him back. And then we take a currency away. So if a child does have screen time, for example, that would be, you know, I'm just, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to offer you your screen time today. Um, you're taking that currency away. And, and looking at it through that lens of, you know, our job as parents is to love our children, feed our children, clothe our children, put a roof over their heads and teach them how to be responsible adults. The rest is all privilege. And not being afraid as parents to see these things, including what we've mentioned today, but a lot of parents don't even see screens as privilege or they don't think that video games is something they could take away. You can. Those are all privileges. And the same is true. We aren't doing a lot of this right now, obviously, but the same is true for activities. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of uh, parents and my coaching clients even very reluctant to say, we're going to have to leave the piano lesson if you're not listening, or we're going to take you out of the gym class today. And 
that's a privilege getting to go to that activity. Even if you want your child to be active or to learn to play an instrument, that's still a privilege. And so we have to really weigh out. And of course, you have to weigh out what you're willing to take away. And that's fine. That's going to be different for every family too. But all of those things beyond meeting those basic needs are essentially privileges and they can really be used in a powerful way when needed. And I think you're exactly right, Kira, that mailbox example is perfect. Some of the things even we've talked about today could be rolled back if needed, you know, that extra time. You know, I've noticed all week, I've given you that extra time at bedtime that you've earned, but you're using it to try and pull seven stories out of me instead of one. So we're going to go back to just 10 minutes together at night until I see that going better or whatever. There's a lot of ways to use these exact things we've spoken about today as a consequence also, if necessary. Yeah. Well, Julie, thank you so much for bringing this fabulous question to the table, because I know that there are other parents that are thinking and wondering the same thing. So thank you. We really appreciate the the way that you think so critically as a parent. It's something that I know Dina and I have both noticed in our uh, VIP sessions with you, and it's just just lovely to see. So thank you. Well, and I want to thank the two of you, because since I started listening to your podcast, I feel like I am such a more intentional parent, and I think that my children are better off for it now and in the future. And since becoming a VIP, I I feel like I have accessibility to you guys and your wealth of knowledge. And I don't feel like I'm alone in this parenting journey. So I can't thank you guys enough. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. So happy. Yay. Like this is the best right here. Like that is so thank you for those kind words. I mean, that means a lot to Kira. And I know I know that so much of podcasting in particular, it does feel a little bit sometimes like you're putting things out into the ether and you don't always get to hear where the impact is. So thank you for sharing that. No, you guys are doing, you're doing good. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad it's been helpful for you. And listeners, I hope that you've gotten to kind of see what one-on-one coaching looks like a little bit, bringing a question in, having a parent coach talk you through it, give you some ideas, and then you can adapt those to your family. That's exactly it. And we recognize that that can't always be done in a 30-minute episode on the podcast. And so you got to hear a little bit from Julie about her experience in membership where she can hop on a call with us every month and bring a question from her own family to the table and and be able to get some thoughts and advice on that and maybe some tools and strategies. And I, I want to just offer that to you as well. If you're considering, hey, you know, sometimes I listen to an episode and I have a question, just like what happened to Julie, then we'd love to encourage you to consider joining the FFP family. We do have the VIP level where you get that call with us every month, but there are other levels too. So you can check that out. It's really easy. Just visit our website, futurefocusedparenting.com, and you can click on the membership button and learn all about it. And we really do hope today was helpful for you. I imagine many of you families out there are sometimes scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for what is a privilege that will matter to my child. And it is easy to sometimes think maybe they don't have a currency. I can't figure out what matters to them. So hopefully this will give you some new ideas in your repertoire and you'll be able to offer those when you see some behavior that you're really pleased with. So thanks so much for being with us today and we look forward to bringing you more next week. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and produced partially in Kira's laundry room, partially in Julie's house today, and partially in my coat closet. Editing by Allison Preisinger and music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening.